Chris was tapping her foot against the concrete as she waited for Hozyok. Nervous was an understatement when she thought about how she felt for that evening. She wanted to make a good first impression, especially with Hozyok's parents, that she had really grown to value their friendship, meaning she valued their opinion of her all the more. She continued to play with the frills of her cream dress as it danced in the wind. She had strung on earrings, holding flowers and a jeweled hair clip to match. Smacking her lips together after applying the hundredth layer of lipstick, she looked up to see just the man she was expecting. A loose printed shirt tugged into faded blue jeans. He was the epitome of a fashion icon. She was quite late to realize how elite his fashion actually was. Not once had she ever seen him dressed in anything short of trendy. Hey! When he heard her, his eyes widened. Chris? Hello. She tilted her head as they closed the gap between them. He looked, um... He pursed his lips as he tried to hold her gaze and Chris wondered why he had such trouble. You look amazing. Oh. She sent him a smile. Really? Hmm. Nodding. He slipped his hands into his pockets and took the spot next to her, looking away. I mean... I wanted to impress your parents, the parents of one of my closest friends. The grin never faded, and this made him smile too. Closest friends? I mean, you already know the people back home didn't really consider me their friend, so, yes. Honored. He thanked the boy as they continued to walk back to his place. But you have nothing to worry about. They love you. <sighs> okay. She scratched behind her ear. I hope so. Are you feeling better, by the way? He asked and she raised an eyebrow. Feeling better? Earlier you weren't really okay? Oh, right. She nodded, looking down. I'm okay, I guess. I just needed some time to let things sink in. Right. So, this morning, she decided to tell him. I broke up with my boyfriend. What? Yeah, I finally did it. I thought... I lied when I said everything was okay between us, or I didn't realize how hurt I actually was. I don't know. All I know is I didn't feel okay with the way he was treating me despite how much I pretended I was. I'm sorry, Chris. He whispered and she shook her head at him. Why would you apologize? You didn't do anything wrong. I know, but I saw that you weren't okay in that relationship. I said nothing and I'm sorry for that. Ozuk. She stopped him, sending him a reassuring smile. You did pick up on it before, and I didn't listen to you. I'm the one who didn't realize, and I regret it too much. I'm not letting you take on that burden. You've done nothing wrong. Okay. He didn't seem to want to end their conversation there, but Chris wasn't budging, so he faced forward again. Well, I'm glad you mustered up the courage to do it then. Yeah. Must have been hard. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Ozuk. I really needed to hear that today. Well, he returned to her again, a grin splitting his face as it pushed his temples into view and Chris obviously giggled. That's what I'm here for. Time skipped a little. Mom, we are home. Ozuk's voice boomed through the house and Chris listened to the way it rocked through the space, bouncing off the wooden boards and wafted through the streets. Ozuk slipped his shoes off at the entrance and motioned for her to do the same before putting on the beige house slippers next to the mat. She noticed the gorgeous mahogany lines on the walls and the floor, the open space of the living room allowing for them to walk freely into it. 
the large white curtains below it and the wind spilling through the windows on top of the small ledges on the two sides of the lounge. The white glass granted for immersed light to stream in and this only made the house look twice as big. Jose grabbed his jacket on the kitchen chair and asked Chris if she wanted anything to eat. She shook her head with a smile and continued to observe the room. The place was just so cozy and she wanted to take it all in. A loud gasp erupted from her when her eyes rested on a couple frames pressed against the wall. Is this you? Huh? Kozik was immediately in front of her, covering her view. No, let's move to the couch, shall we? Kozik, you're adorable. She rested her hand on his shoulder and pushed him aside. You're so cute. Okay, but isn't that obvious? I mean, get me now. The little suspenders. She continued to gush at the little version of the man beside her. Are you and your button up top? I'm going to combust. Please don't. He grabbed her hand and pulled her away. We need you to be in one piece to talk to my parents and then you can combust. Okay, promise me you will show me more baby Ozok then. You know I only make promises I can keep. Exactly. Chris stuck her pinky finger up. Promise me. Just at that moment, however, a thud came from behind her and Ozok looked up as his fire face brightened. Mom? Rolling her eyes with a grin, Chris returned to meet her, and she was just as much as vision as her son. Her maroon hair just have been only the noticeable difference in their appearance, for her high cheekbones and dazzling eyes were a carbon copy. Hi, Chris. When she beamed as she did then, Chris definitely understood where Jose got his warm ambience from. For she immediately felt like she belonged there, in that room talking to this family, accepting their kind words. Hi, Mrs. Call me Ajong. She told her before leaning in for a hug. She was definitely surprised at the gesture but didn't show it as she wrapped her arms around the older woman. We've heard so many lovely things about you. I'm so glad we get to finally meet. I've been looking forward to meeting you too. Chris tried to match her tone. The people who have raised such a kind son. He's quite the best, isn't he? Ozuk's mother cupped her son's cheek before they all heard another sound from the end of the hall turning to bed. Chris watched another older man stroll toward them. He too emitted the same grace and radiance that Ozuk and his mother did. However, as she took it all in, she couldn't help feel a pull at her heart. It was too difficult for her to look at him without remembering his situation. Welcome, he interrupted her thoughts. The first woman Ozuk's ever brought home. Dad. Ozuk snapped while Ajahn chuckled. That's not true, she told her husband. Yeah. Chris could imagine the pout sitting on her friend's lips as he said this. He brought his knees over a couple times, remember? Mom. Time skipped. The evening passed in a gentle wave. Ozuk's parents proving her worries were of nothing. They discussed his mother's walk. She was one of the only doctors in the town and so he had to deal with a whole variety of patients every day. But Chris loved how much joy Ajung spoke with. She loved her job. Ozuk's father was a writer. He'd written five novels prior to the current manuscript he was aiming to publish this year. Chris was in awe of how he spoke with such poise and professionalism when it came to his job in comparison to their casual banter at the dinner table. After promising to read up on his works and aiming promising her a copy of each novel, Chris and Ozuk's father were already on their way to becoming best friends. And while Hosek said he was jealous, he couldn't have been happier. She had already been beginning to love El Camilla. However, 
Learning about Hosek's family only made her love it so much more. Thank you for the night. Chris's hand were in pockets of her dress, eyes fixed to the ground in front of her. Hosek's mom and dad had waved the pair off as they walked down the cobble driveway on the pathway back to the hotel. Each step they took seemed a little lighter than the last. Both of them found solace in each other's presence. Chris worries about letting go of two years she'd never get back. Her thoughts of having to tell her father the news, especially when she remembered how he loved her boyfriend more than he did her. The fears that everything he had said during their last call was right, that she was truly difficult to love, difficult to handle. Hosek, on the other hand, seemed to find his own concerns settled within him. The raging they caused when he thought about his situation, his future, his loved ones, was getting to be all too much. He knew he'd never show it, but he was having a hard time keeping the smile on his face. But spending the evening with his family and Chris had elevated it all a little. Your dad? Chris started to speak again. He's so sweet. He is. Hosek sighed. It's weird. There are times when I'm with him that I keep forgetting. But then there are also times where it's just there staring at me right in the face, you know? And you talk to them about the treatment? They really aren't going to go through with it? Yeah, he nodded. I don't know what your situation is like, Chris, but with us, we don't often have a stable income. Mom's job is all we can really rely on, feed us and pay our bills, and that's not always enough. Dad's novels are hit or miss. He doesn't always sell out and we end up going through periods of wealth and then periods of drought. Affording something like chemo is really too much of a luxury for us and my father is much too adamant about it, saying he'd rather we kept the money for something else. Hozeok. She whispered his name when she heard the whimper in his tone, the hiccup attached to his last sentence, the sniffles he tried to hide. It's all right. He replied in an equally quiet tone and she stopped walking then, trying to observe his expression. Peering in closer to see his face amidst the dark of the night, she caught sight of his damp eyelashes and it only caused her heart to lurch in her chest. She didn't know how she would hold up seeing the man who carried the sun in his eyes cry. Remember, she told him, you don't have to pretend to be okay with me. Hmm? Ashamed to be caught, he slowly raised his gaze. Honestly... I can't even fathom what's going on inside of you right now. You don't have to put up an act in front of me. Yeah, he nodded, and Chris watched him start to smile sadly. It's really hard. He was biting back a string of emotions and the glaring vulnerability reached inside her, continuing to twist at her heart. And before she knew it, his face crumbled. It's really hard. Time skipped. Chris pulled open the heavy door, a bubble in her throat forming as she thought of all the ways this could go wrong. But she didn't let that stop her. Walking through the entrance, she scanned the place for the one man she was looking for. Hey! The familiar voice came from behind her and Chris spun to face him. Jimin! No, young today? Jimin looked over her shoulder and she shook her head. No, not today. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about him. Would you have five minutes so... We can chat, or could I catch you later after your shift? He grinned. My family owns the diner. I won't get into trouble. He put his notepad down onto the cashier's table. Do you want to sit? Probably, but I'll only be here for five minutes. Is everything okay? He asked as he guided her to the booth she usually settled in with Hoseok. Yeah, everything's okay. 
She said as she sat down, I just had a question about something regarding how things were done here. I didn't know who else to ask. Here as in my diner? No, sorry, in El Camilla. So Hozak told me that you guys do fundraisers quite regularly. He even mentioned the town ball that everyone attends to raise money for different things. Hmm? Jaman nodded. The upcoming ball has been dedicated to the primary school because we didn't really have anything going on. Right, right. Well, you know how Hozyuk's family isn't going to go through with that treatment because of their finances? Yeah, I was wondering... Oh, his eyes rounded like he just figured out the answer to one of my the life's craziest questions. We could hold a fundraiser. The excitement and pride in Jimin's voice only made Chris giggle. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You might... It, you think it is a good idea? It's perfect. He wiggled in his seat. Honestly, the boys and I were trying to figure out ways to help, but we just didn't have enough to cover the remaining costs. We had no idea what to do. I think it's beautiful that you guys were trying to help in any way you could. Same goes to you, Chris. Jimin Gran. I'm glad he met you. I'm glad I met him, she told him. You know, if he was here, I'd deny this cut too, but I'm glad I met him too. Young's one of a kind. Yeah, he is. This is perfect though. I could have a word with our mayor and arrange a meeting with you and Hozyuk to discuss the logistics. Okay, so the thing is, she cut him off. I don't really want him to know. I don't think he'd let us do it if he knew. Wait. You're right. Yeah. And also, I don't think it would be a good idea to go public about what the cause is. I don't want the entire town finding out about his father's illness when they had only told a few people, you know. You're right again. Chris laughed. Yeah, see, now this is where I'm at loss for what to do. I would have no problem organizing a ball. We could do it in, at my hotel, but I don't want to make it known that this is the cause behind it. I mean, we could always just host a ball and not label it a fundraiser. Would that be a success though? Chris questioned. From what Hosek told me, the town loves the idea of coming together to help those in need of it. That is true, he continued to contemplate. Perhaps we could discuss it with so Sokjan Hyung's dad? Huh? Oh, sorry, Jimin smiled. I forgot you are still yet to meet the rest of us. Sokjan Hyung's dad is the mayor. He's, he's super nice and obviously already knows about Hoseok Hyung's situation, so it would be perfect. Honestly, all our parents tried to help, but his dad wouldn't accept any of the money, so it would be a good idea to do this way. Okay, she nodded, pulling her phone out. When do you think would be a good time to? I can give him a call tonight, Jimin reassured her. I'll ask him when he's free. Thank you so much, Jimin. Thank you for agreeing to do this with me. Honestly, thank you for doing this, Chris. We truly were at a loss for what we would do with their family not accepting any of our money. I don't like the idea of keeping this from him, but if we told him what we were thinking, he would definitely not let us do it. Hmm? Nope. Jimin shook his head. He'd stop us without a doubt. Staring at her phone, she saw the text come in asking for her back at the hotel finally and she showed Jimin the screen. Sorry, I have to go now, but thank you so much for talking to me about this. Sliding out of the booth, they both stood up. Can you text me when you've been able to organize a time to talk to the mayor? He nodded enthusiastically before pulling out his phone phone and getting her number. After exchanging them, Chris bid him farewell. She had walked there in the morning and didn't mind making the trip back. But as a couple buses passed her, she made a mental note to ask Hozuk about them the next time they spoke.
which never seemed too far away. Time skipped. Jimin had managed to arrange a meeting with the mayor on the next day, informing Chris about it that evening. She was excited, envisioning the immense smile Hozik would be wearing when it was all over. Chris sat at her desk, bringing a pen to her notebook. It wasn't long before she felt her thoughts flood the pages, idea after idea hitting the paper. Different day themes, different locations, different plans to minimize cost while still resulting in an event worth coming to. But while the idea started to overwhelm her, her other thoughts began to spill through her mind. She couldn't stop herself as she thought back to her ex-boyfriend, how he wouldn't have ever been unsure of anything. Sighing, Chris turned to her phone, tapping it and watching it light up. Subconsciously, her eyes rolled at the sight of her home screen. She kept forgetting to change it. You've been alone for so long that you always tend to take on everything on your own and while it's an amazing work ethic, you're a bit overbearing. She had been trying to push his words away every time they came back to eat at her, and yet they were still nestled in the corner of her mind, continuing to paint her brain. Not just anyone can handle me. She'd cut him off then, but she could still hear the end of that sentence every day. The screen flashed again, a notification appearing in the middle. Hozuk. Photo message. The smile appeared before Chris could stop herself and she immediately opened it. A picture of a tub of mint chocolate ice cream stared back at her. Hozuk. Sorry you have to miss out on the beauty that is this flavor. He truly had the best timing. Chris. Sorry you seem to like eating toothpaste. His reply came almost immediately. Sorry you don't have any taste buds. Dinner? With a glance at her laptop as it was her magic, she felt a weight lift off of her. A bit by bit, she was becoming free. Chris. I'm there. After arranging to meet in the park, Chris was going to borrow a hotel car and Ozek was just walking over from the bookstore. He had assured her he wouldn't get rained on, but by the look of the dark clouds over her, she wasn't too sure. Chris sat in her car when she arrived, waiting for him. Her worries about the weather were proven correct as she watched a few droplets hit her window. Sighing, she looked around for an umbrella and hopped out of the car. Reaching for her phone, she didn't take too long to find his name. Hello? Jose answered. See? It's raining, I told you. After hearing the chuckle he let out, Chris had to crane her neck to check whether it really was raining. Somehow he had made it seem like the sun was out again. It seems to be, yes. How was it that she could hear that smile on his lips? But I'm alright. I'll be there in ten minutes. Wait in the car. Ten minutes? Where are you? Just left the store now. Sorry, my friend is a quiet chatterbox. Hoseok, she muttered before heading his direction. Wait in the shelter. No, it's okay. I'm not sugar. I won't melt. But you could get sick. Her pace quickened. And you didn't even bring an umbrella? I'm telling you, I'm okay. He laughed again and it didn't ease her one bit. She knew he had been told to be careful of his health now that he was living with a cancer patient. He couldn't get sick. Squinting, she managed to see a familiar yellow hoodie in the distance and she jogged over to him. Don't move, she had said into the phone before hanging up. She could make out the way the man in front of her looked down at his phone, confused, before slipping it into his pocket and starting to walk again. However, that didn't take long before his eyes rested on her, widening. Chris? I said don't move. She scolded him, dusting his shoulders off the brain. What if he gets sick? His eyes followed her as she did so. Watching her skin glimmer with fresh water, hair sticking out in all directions from the humidity. I, I didn't know you were... Let's not go out for dinner, 
She sighed, looking up at the sky again. It don't seem like it's going to get any better. Do you have a better idea? And after a small silence, Hosek spoke again. How about you come over? I can show you our new greenhouse and we could watch a movie. Chris obviously tilted her head at his enthusiasm, not knowing a smile had blossomed across her lips as well. But he saw it. Sounds good, she told him before they started to walk down the street she had come from. However, within seconds she felt her hand overcome with warmth and she turned to see his hand grab at the umbrella. Here, he mumbled. I'll hold it. No, it's okay, it's fine, really. Let me hold it. Time skipped again. She was so glad Hozik had suggested they spend the evening at his place. The greenhouse they had recently installed definitely was beautiful. The glass windows stretched every side of the building, plants adorning every corner. The soft sounds of water hitting the roof and sliding down the sides only made the place seem more magical. Want a strawberry? He asked. Turning on a small light from the corner, it was only enough to illuminate his face and some of the surrounding foliage, but it didn't matter to her. Every minute she spent with him taught her that he didn't need to have light shining on him to glisten. He wasn't the moon that reflected rays. He was the sun. Sure. She found herself giggling as he disappeared behind the plants and appeared again holding a small container. Don't blame me if they're bad. This is our first attempt at growing strawberries here. She shook her head at him before taking the bite. Bad. These are delicious. He watched her continue to eat, finding a seat and pat at the spot next to him after sitting down. How was your day? She brought the container to fruit with her as she sat down, crossing her legs to face him. It was the usual. Workers making mistakes, customers complaining, organizing events. Organizing events? He perked up. What are you organizing? Oh! Waving her hand at him, she continued. Nothing special, really. It's kind of a secret at the moment. He faked a gasp. A secret. From your best friend. Yeah. She laughed at him, handing him a strawberry. Sorry, mate. Shaking his head, he took the fruit in his hand, biting on it. When he was done eating, he looked up at, at Chris again. Have I told you I'm proud of you? Hmm? I just forgot how hard it is to achieve a job like yours at such a young age. His smile turned a little soft and somehow Chris felt something ignite in her chest. You're amazing. You need me, Chris. How she wished she could get that damn voice out of her head. You're just saying that. No, I'm not. He insisted. Not just anyone can accomplish what you have done. I'm really proud of you. And before she could deny it a second time, she allowed herself to let his words sink in. She allowed herself to perhaps believe them for a second. Thank you.